We're missing somebody this week. Yeah, BB Nate probably shouldn't be talking after oral surgery. He's a bit sleepy and, <laughs> and swollen. And, and swollen. But we didn't get any great video of him. No, doing. he was pretty underwhelming in yeah. that regard. But he'll be back uh, next week uh, yeah. to talk all about the long Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. He really loved it. But it's Batman. So, you know, what do no, you expect? It was good. What yeah. I saw before I fell asleep after <laughs> my car accident. We'll talk about that in a minute. That, uh-huh. um, yeah. So um, are you going to let me tell another joke this week? Uh, only if it's really good. Well, they're all really good and better than yours. Yeah. Anyway, all right, here we go. Why does Batman wear a mask? I don't know. Why does Batman wear a mask? Because the citizens of Gotham aren't morons like those idiots over in Metropolis. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's true. That's true. Although I did see this this video of uh, Henry Cavill standing on the street completely like normal and people walk right past him it's crazy yeah we'll start the show after these ads specifically chosen for you by cad bane's droid todo 360 is that how it's pronounced i I, yes let's go we're gonna go with that Mm -hmm. this is Tatooine sons say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I shoot to Star Wars, Marvel, DC. All right, where are we going with? Where are we going and with? G.I. Joe fans. G.I. Joe. Is that because of the Snake Eyes trailer? Right, yeah. It looks, it's looking pretty fun. It I'm excited for it. We'll anyway, throw, we'll throw up a Snake Eyes shirt right, on the page. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Um, make sure to go to our Tee Public store. Uh, the link is in the show notes, and you can browse all the cool stuff. We got t-shirts, mugs, all sorts of things. Now, apparently, a Snake Eyes well, we will. t-shirt so, in a minute, yeah. Um, go ahead and, and, and look around there and uh, get yourself a t-shirt. What's cool is all of or the... Or other stuff. Or other stuff. Oh, we don't have coasters. We should have coasters. They, they don't, don't do coasters. But T-Public doesn't do coasters? Nobody even they knows how to get use in a on coaster. That, that and Pop Sockets. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and, and browse around in there and get something. What's cool is if you use our link, all of the proceeds will go to help a child in need through one child. So you get yourself really cool uh, pop culture merch and you get to help a kid at the same time. That's awesome. It's true. It's true. All of it. What is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? Force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream... That Porg's name is now Turbis. It's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys recorded an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was What was he like when he was coming out of the... Just kind of like slow and tired, but not like all loopy and funny. So it wasn't one of those $10,000 videos? No, it was, it was pretty disappointing. He was still just regular. Could he faked Nathan. it? No, he was pretty, he was just like normal, dry Nathan the whole time. You know, just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> anyway, we'll explain. Welcome uh, to Tatooine Sons, a pop culture podcast. We believe that pop culture is the mythology of this generation and that there is a story written on our souls and that these myths speak to that story. And that's why we talk about Star Wars and Marvel and DC and Lord of the Rings and apparently G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe. We may talk about that. You guys are excited about that trailer. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I, I saw it today. Fun. It was okay. Um, <laughs> we talk about a lot of other things. I'm David. I'm the dad. Hi, dad. Normally, I'm joined by both of my amazing sons. But this week, I'm just joined by 
You're okay. My 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 oldest amazing <laughs> son, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing pretty good. How are you? That's good. What are you going to talk about? Obviously, Loki, Loki mid season yeah. uh, finale. It's kind of weird. And you're six episodes to call anything mid season. Yeah, that's but true. We did it with a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yep, yep. so we'll, we'll do it. With what are you this. talking about this week? Well, I'm talking about the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Um, and so <laughs> right. we're going to hold off on Batman the Long Halloween uh, Part 1 uh, conversation. And we're going to put a pin in it and come back to it next episode. Because uh, BB Nate um, had his wisdom teeth uh, taken out yesterday. Yeah. He had four of them. They were impacted. Pretty it was heavily, pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, he's doing okay. Surgery went fine, yeah. But... He's not happy about it. Uh, His face is swollen like crazy. He looks like a chipmunk. It's horrible. It's pretty bad. So, in addition to his still recovering from his neck trauma that he's he's got, he's uh, laying there with his face swollen and eating mashed potatoes and and ice cream, ice packs like taped on him. We said he looks like Jacob Marley from Christmas Carol. It's pretty bad, but he's doing okay. So, if you can keep him in your in your thoughts and prayers, that would be awesome. We would appreciate that. Um, I had an interesting uh, end (laughs) of the day. uh, That's one way to put it. Yesterday. Um, the way I described it on Facebook was I met this really sweet old lady. You did. Um, she's, uh, she just moved to Alabama about 20, well, actually moved to Alabama 23 years ago from just Northern, moved 23 yeah, years, 20, uh, 23 years ago from Northern Mississippi. Um, her, she's, um, been married to the same, uh, man for 47 years. Wow. It's uh, a long time. They got married when he was 18 and she was 16. I didn't even know that was legal. <laughs> it was. They've got one daughter. Uh, the daughter works down at the wharf at the at, 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 oh. uh, the marina down there. Okay. She runs the marina. Oh wow! Down there, they've got two grandsons. That's nice. One's in the navy, hmm. uh-huh, and the other one's in uh, uh, lives in Gulf Shores. Oh, okay. Um, with it, uh, she's holding a yard sale tomorrow. Oh, so today you mean? No, as so, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, oh, this comes yes. out today. Yes. So are we going to say we release this on Friday? Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she comes out uh, on, or she's having a yard sale on Saturday. Um, I very, she goes to a nice little Baptist church mm-hmm. um, that that she said preaches the word and still sings hymns. Oh, that's, that's nice. the way she described it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and uh, what else? Oh, she rides her bicycle every morning. Oh, um, I don't and she do picks that. up um, cans and stuff, and then takes it to the recycling center. She does realize world war two is over. No, right? she goes and she takes it to the recycling center oh, and okay. they give her money and she gives it to the missions program at her church. Oh, that's sweet. She gave him $13 last week. Oh, she was, nice. it was awesome. The reason I know all of this is because it took an hour for the police to arrive after she backed into my Mustang. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sitting there at a at a stoplight in sort of Mayberry, so downtown Foley. I'm trying to describe it for people that haven't been there, like Old Town Foley, right? So think Mayberry in in Andy mm-hmm. Griffith's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm making a left hand turn, and she's across the street at the antique shop, and she's trying to avoid a curb as she backs up, and she avoided the curb mm. and hit my driver's side door got a nice big dent. oh i don't even think you can call it a dent it's that is damaged like, um, you can barely get the door open it looks like something from like yeah, tommy boy so i'll be getting a new paint job on that car and a lot of work done in the next couple the of months um i haven't ever thought about that but i mean it depends on if they're well, they're probably not going to want to do more than just what they have to repair so yeah so we'll probably keep it the same color we'll see Anyway, so that was my day yesterday. Oh, fun. Anyway, but you guys had a fun time on Wednesday night, sort of. Weird. Uh, it was different. Yeah. You guys were going to Pensacola mm. to the theater to go to a double feature of A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2, yep. right? For the return to the cinema week, the big thing mm-hmm. that AMC and Regal, all of them are doing it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, this yeah. week. And you guys, they give you this massive thing of popcorn. You guys are all We got it for excited. free with our A-list. Yeah. So you guys were going in. You're sitting there in the theater. Mm. It's getting ready to start A Quiet Place. And? Yes. It starts rolling and, and we're seeing like the. Uh, the the uh, pr- production companies and stuff roll and we're hearing the noise and Nate and I are kind of like I don't I'm not sure this is I don't know if this is right and then the first scene opens up with a car driving through the middle of town and we're like this is the second movie <laughs> they're playing the wrong one yeah. so Nathan goes to talk to people and try and figure out what the heck's going on and they're like oh yeah we'll deal with it long story short 45 minutes into the hour and a half long movie, they decide to pause it and they make an announcement. They're like, hey, so we didn't actually have the first movie processed yet. Our system's really slow. 
So we're starting that now. Uh, we have to do it in another theater. You guys can either wait or we can keep watching this and then you can move theaters and stuff. So we're like, okay. So we just finished the second movie. It, poor Nathan missed the f- entire first half because he was trying to get people to, you know, I don't know, do their jobs. And um, after that, we went and watched the first movie after, which, you know, kind of defeated the purpose because there were a lot of people who hadn't seen the first movie and then ended up watching the second movie yeah. first. It so was not that, ideal. That but was sort of that was a sort of a return to the cinema week fail. Yeah. But Nathan was excited because he had never seen the first movie in, in the theater, theater and he said it was real intense. And overall, it was still a lot of fun. So yeah, and we got free chicken strips out of it. <laughs> he got free dinner uh, out of it. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be up to it. I'm sort of hoping that maybe Sunday afternoon. We can go see uh, F9. Um, we'll watch the 30-minute the, recap, and the, then we'll watch the Jurassic World stuff yeah. and and see. If, I, I mean, it's going to be fun to go to a movie. Yeah. Maybe he'll be up to it. Um, he loves popcorn. I'm not sure how. He can't how, have it yet. Uh, yeah, it'll be a couple. That's why I'm saying Sunday. He may be bailed. It has to, to be like a week. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because the kernels can get in there. Oh, that sucks. I know. Maybe we won't go to a movie then. <laughs> All right. Well, this week's um, it's bat, this week's Bad Batch. It uh, confirms some things that we've been saying for several weeks now. Um, but it also blew a hole through a big prediction that we made last week. Um, let's figure out what this means for our little friend Omega and the bounty hunters who are after her. Loki religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Rebellions are built on hope. Force is with me, and I am with the Force. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. When they saw those green tubes, it was going to be Snoke in there. Maybe. I, can't, I still think it's Snoke in there. Okay. I mean, they could they could be like the precursors, like Snoke Generation One. Oh, they were the tall. They looked just kind of like they looked him, more except like for the face. Owens. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, that was know. a whole weird scene. Anyway, yeah. Um, this is weird. Dude. I'm just gonna just stop and acknowledge how weird it, it is. It is very. This, this is the first time we've ever done this without Nathan. Yeah, it's like Tatooine Sun. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. No, you know, it just doesn't work without being. It's not the magic. So anyway, well, that's okay. You and I have fun. fun yeah, we'll do our best. What were your thoughts on uh, the Bad Batch this episode? Uh, what was it called? A bounty lost. What were your thoughts on it? It was good, but I honestly wasn't expecting them to. Well, spoilers here, but to resolve the whole Omega hostage uh, storyline so quickly, I thought that was going to be like the remainder of the series. So I'm curious as to why they brought that in just to get rid of it an episode later. But overall it was good. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, one of the things that was criticized about these last several episodes was how much it seems to be mirroring the Mandalorian. And so if the rest of the season was tied to them getting a crew together and finding uh, Omega and then going okay. after, then it would have been pat mirroring it, it even more. Right. Yeah. That's and so maybe they, they used it. It is interesting. You know, I, I'm curious to see how it all ties together with the bounty hunters. We'll definitely talk about that. I liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was, uh, I don't know. I, there was watching it. I felt more connected to this episode than I have in a long time because I was I I was emotionally invested in them getting Omega back. And so while watching the episode, I was really intense as far as okay. focusing on it and wanting to There was a there was an objective, a, a real mission they had to accomplish, some real weight to the, what they were doing. And we found out the information, you know, about Omega and right. what was going on with her and and so that that tied it in. So looking back on the episode, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording um, it kind of felt this way with Loki too. You said it, but with this episode, it kind of feels like, I mean, there were some good things that we learned from it, but I'm not sure that it was a, a, um, substantial. Well, it was, it was, de- things were developed. I'm never going to call a, a Star Wars no, episode, no, a no, filler no, no, no. episode. Not, I never thought that, but it felt like it was, um, less, uh, consequential. That's a good um, going point for forward. It. Yeah. Um, with it, it 
the key takeaway was, from this was the bounty hunters and they got Omega back. That was really kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, they, and we'll address that right. uh, in a little bit. But it did feel like, you know, okay, so now we're kind of back where we all where we started is the mm-hmm. way it feels. But having said that, watching the episode, I was really, really uh, yes. connected to what mm-hmm. was going on in the story. I loved the episode. Um, it was a lot of fun. What did you think? You know, you're everybody that listens to this show that knows you knows that Boba Fett's been your guy. He was yes. your guy before we started recording a podcast. Uh, you, I'm looking right now at a picture on the wall of you with braces um, <laughs> standing next to Jeremy Bullock at Star Wars Celebration 17 holding your Boba Fett backpack with his autograph on it. You are a a true believer in yes. Boba Fett. Um, and before Mandalorian before and all of, all of that. Okay. Uh, so what was it like for you for them to actually reference him and you get that little bit of nugget he's called Alpha which makes total sense right alpha now and Omega. I get that that's cool exactly he's called Alpha in this um, and and Omega is in a lot of ways um, a sister a, a mirror um, yeah I mean it was weird because you know tech is is just being tech right they're flying and he's explaining some stuff and all of a sudden he just drops this knowledge right. bomb uh, without any warning declaring that Omega was just like Boba Fett he's, she's a first generation clone of Django mm-hmm. um, she has no alterations uh, whatsoever she's basically like yeah when you say the sister or, or a female equivalent of Boba Fett which we've been talking about and other people have suggested this for mm. several episodes several weeks that this is the possibility um but now that they've dropped that name um how do you think that boba fett's going to factor into the future of this series i don't know i mean honestly we had mentioned them bringing in that um deleted scene for from season what was it the the old boba fett deleted scene or whatever right right. um and i yeah, as I was watching this episode, I thought if they're going to bring it in, it's going to be here. And, you know, if you had seen the episode, you know, that just didn't happen. So I'm not sure how he's going to factor in because they've got Omega back. So I'm not sure why Boba would need to show up. Granted, they did mention that there are multiple bounty hunters after Omega right now, not just Cad and uh, Fennec. Yeah, there's a bounty out on her, right. and, which puts her in that same level of category as the child. As the child, right? When yeah. the bounty hunter guild basically put that out to anybody they could get the child at that point, right? Um, so you know, maybe we do see him. He is a bounty hunter at this point. Uh, he's running like a small crew at the moment, isn't he? To an extent. I can't remember um, what they're called. I knew we talked about it a few episodes ago. But. Right. So he very well could show up in that regard. But I thought if anywhere it was going to be this episode. So would I like to see him? Absolutely. But I'm not going to hold, hold my not breath Not feeling a lot it. of hope for it? No. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. Um, you know, for those of us that are biblical, you know, scholars or, or readers of the Bible, even um, that verse should or that idea should be familiar. You know, Christ calls himself the Alpha and the Omega, the first Beginning and the last. The, but the yeah. idea behind that is that idea of first and last. Right. Which would imply it could imply it could imply that Boba Fett was the first of these first generation clones that's or that are unaltered. And Omega is the last but there could be some others mm. in between. Do you think there's a possibility that there are other clones out there that are like uh, Boba Fett and Omega? I don't think so, because if that were the case, they would be hunting them too. Um, they wouldn't be dumping so many resources into finding Omega. They were trying to find Boba, but he's been too elusive um, and he's just evaded capture at this point. They have no idea where he is. They have a lead on Omega and she's still fairly accessible so that's why they're hunting her i feel like if there were other unaltered clones like those two they would be maybe focusing that on them a little bit more not so heavy on omega yeah it'll be it'll be i kind of like the clone dyad vibe going on too (laughs) so together their powers right united i thought we were real like um proponents of the she's slightly force sensitive thing i think that's out the window now that we know she's just an unaltered clone well i think that there's a possibility that she's the last of these unaltered clones that have been made Mm. alpha being boba fett and maybe they did additional things to 
uh, in the cloning of her, not altering her as far as like put in, you know, restrictor uh, inhibitor chips right. and, and more advancement, uh, age yeah. advancement, making her more docile, all that kind of stuff that they do with the clones. But maybe they did some other things to, because it, you, it, you can't talk star Wars and cloning at this point in the period following um, the rise of Skywalker, knowing that the rise of Skywalker is out there and that there was this mission by the, by Palpatine to create clones of himself. You can't not bring up the possibility that he was working on trying to get some type of a force sensitive clone. Okay. And so um, I think that that's a possibility. Do, do you think now that we know that there is this connection between Boba Fett and Omega that we could see, we don't know what happens to Omega in the future. No. Could we see a 30 something year old Omega showing up in the book of Boba Fett at some point in the future? Live action. Yeah. I mean, she could have very well after this series, just become a a bounty hunter herself or, or something like that. Um, or or some clandestine agent. And, uh, she's just been kind of roaming the galaxy doing her thing. And, um, when, you know, maybe Boba's met her before and when he needs her, she shows up or he calls her or she finds out who he is and tracks him down and stuff. I think that could be a really interesting, um, storyline and point to bring up. I think it would be cool to see that, that crossover take place. Um, and I think that what we want now as star Wars fans in this new era of star Wars when the films, the, it, it feels like, you know, just before we started recording, they announced the writer um, that's going to be working with Patty Jenkins on the Ro- on Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Robinson uh, did. Um, he's doing the new Little Shop of Horrors movie. He's done a couple of other things. Um, nothing I've watched, so I really don't have any commentary on that. But um, it feels like they've sort of separated off the films and said the films are going to be over here and they're going to be their own thing. And then you've got TV and that could, when I say TV, I mean live action, animation, all of that. That's its own playground. It's its own sandbox. Right. And so it, it, I would, I think we've come to expect now that we've seen Ahsoka transition from com- animation to live action. We've seen uh, some of these, you know, Fennec Shan transition from live action to animation. We're seeing some of that with Sagarera now. We're going to be seeing, Ken- you know, Kenobi, just, just some of these things happening right. that we kind of have gotten to the point where we're going to expect that to happen at some point in the future. And bringing Omega in, especially into, well, maybe not necessarily... Book of Boba Fett, but also maybe even the Mandalorian storyline in itself could be interesting. The whole like idea is what really makes you a Mandalorian, right? You know, um, uh, Bo-Katan doesn't think Boba's a true Mandalorian, but he says he is. So maybe uh, they could continue that storyline with Omega and whether she's really could be considered a Mandalorian and, and such. That's a really good point. And, and then of course, Din Djarin, he's not really considered right. a Mandalorian by right. that because, because of the religious choices um, that everyone has made in that. That's so they could use that as a, an interesting plot point. Let's move to the Kaminoans. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, this episode, uh, you know, immediately after we learned who Omega really is, it's revealed um, what the Kaminoans want her for. And I don't think that we're surprised by that, but no. what we, we we got confirmation that it just isn't good. Um, Mama <laughs> Sue uh, really wants her uh, genetic blueprint, um, and that's all he wants her for. Um, she's property. He's ready to discard her once he gets her once genetic material. Uh, like, kill her is basically right. what he says, which is pretty dark again for animation on that. <laughs> and then you have Nala Say. Um, she seems to have a very different agenda. Um, and so Lama Sue won't let her go get uh, Omega from Cad Bane. He sends Ton Wee, uh, mm-hmm. which is really fun because we haven't seen Ton yeah, Wee since I, Attack I honestly of the Clones. Thought the, uh, oh, crap, Nala Say was the same character because I don't remember their names. Like, yeah. So I thought that that was that character, but it was cool to see her back. For about a hot minute right. Um, <laughs> with this. She's very, very, barely even in this episode before we find her laying on the ground on this planet that they're sent to to uh, pick up uh, Omega. Um, she's been killed by Fennec Shand um, yeah. at this point. Um, we know what Lama Su's goal is. We know what he's trying to, f- to get Omega for. What do you think uh, Nala Se wants with Omega? I think I, I think Nala Say is aligned with um, Lama Su's uh, agenda. 
Because well, no, I I totally disagree. Because Nala Say is the one who let her escape with the Bad Batch in the first place. Lama oh, Sue no. won't. I'm sorry. I, I was know you're getting Tom confused Wei. again. Yeah, yep. Tonway. I was thinking Tonway was aligned with. Okay. Um, Lama. Yeah. Lama so Sue. Lama Sue. What she? There's those are our two big Kaminoans left in the story after they Lama killed Sue off Tonway. Nala okay. Nala okay. Say is the good one. Their names are so confusing. Well, is she good or not? Okay. What do you think the agenda is? I think. She kind of thinks of Omega as quote unquote child, uh, her her daughter to to an extent in a twisted way. Um, I think she does want her, you know, for science and stuff, but she's got more of a connection with her. She wants to see her grow um, and become, you know, a valuable asset, not just, uh, you know, used for her genetic material and then killed off. Um, it may not be entirely nice, but, you know, we did see her make a pretty uh, good move towards the end, I guess. Um, you know, she was like, as long as she's safe, then it's fine. In the conversation with Fennec Shan. Right. So that's Which was a big revelation because that, I mean, we, we, I mean, obviously we, we alluded to it when we talked about Tan Wee being killed by Fennec Shan, but now we know that Fennec Shand was not sent by the Kaminoans as a, Entity, right? Fennec Shand was sent by Lama Sue to, to basically to rescue, right? Yeah, the others mm-hmm. on this. So does let's go back to Boba Fett. Does this allow for them to, for Boba Fett to bring into the story of, uh, at this point? Are these other bounty hunters that are out there? Are they being commissioned? All of them to bring him back to Camino, uh, to to Camino. Oh, I, I can't pronounce anything today. To Camino, um, or are there are there multiple bounty hunters out there with multiple agendas going on? You know, I, I there's probably the two parties. Um, you know, Fennec Shand and the others. I think Fennec Shand is alone in her mission. I think uh, Nala say he's just hired Fennec Shand to protect um, Omega. That's it, and. Lama Sue hired a whole bunch of bounty hunters or put a bounty out for Omega. So if we see any other bounty hunters, chances are they are trying to take Omega back to Camino. Uh, Cam- I did it. Camino. Um, yeah, Caminoa. <laughs> right. Uh, Camino. Yeah. But I think it's just Fennec. What we can be assured of is that um, Lama Sue did not hire Boba Fett. To no. go get because he wants that genetic, he would go for that genetic material too, is what it seemed to be right, implied right. with this. So, if we do see Boba Fett in here, it's not as a bounty hunter hired to bring Omega back to Camino. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is another party interested in this. I wonder if in the process of this bounty hunter, uh, request that's out there, this bounty that's been put he out. Saw it. He finds out about it. He connects it with who Omega is, and he's coming into the story at some point. As its own third party, kind to, of. To rescue Omega. Right. Okay. With that. Because I I still, I know we've talked about it on the show, but if you're just, you know, you have, if you haven't listened to all the episodes before of our breakdown of the Bad Batch, the timeline is right for Boba Fett to have known Omega, to have built, grown up with Omega. It's only been mm. three years. He was like 11 or tw- 12 years old or something like that. He's 13, I think, is what is what people are okay. suggesting now. She's 11. Right, yeah, she's not. They very... know each other. Right. They grew up together on Camino, mm. And genetically, they're identical, and they, they could be considered brother and sister in some ex- right. ways. I can definitely see... Boba Fett growing a conscience in this moment um, and going after uh, that. And maybe, again, maybe this something happens with Fennec Shand that makes him feel indebted to her, uh, which is why he, he saves, saves her, her life on Tatooine. On Tatooine yeah, I think that that's point, a good point. Um, with that, we got to talk about Cad Bane. Um, oh, yeah. It. Let's talk about him in general before we talk about the big revelation in this. I'm not even sure if you've picked up on this revelation. So we'll have, this should be fun. Don't look at the notes. Um, <laughs> it did feel like, you know, they were really excited to bring Cad Bane back. And then they brought him back for almost nothing. Right. Yeah, I thought about that. Like, I was honestly surprised we were going to see him 
in this episode that much just because I thought they were saving him for more stuff. And, and you're right. He did just kind of, he was there and he got defeated and that's that. Um, which is another reason why I'm surprised they wrapped up this storyline so quickly. So uh, I think you're right. I don't think they wait, what is it, nine years now and bring him back for one episode. They've definitely got more planned for him. Maybe it's a Ahsoka Boba Fett thing where he ends up getting his own show or or movie or something to that effect, right? They use this to br- bring him back into the consciousness so they can make something off of it. It would be really cool for there to be this big confrontation still between Boba Fett and Cad Bane that then translates into a live action version of Cad Bane Ooh, in the book yeah, of Boba Fett. That would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I like um, that. With that CG or whatever. They would have to use CG, don't you think? No, they can do uh, they can do like prosthetics and stuff. I think, I think it, could, it would be awesome. But we have to talk about the hat. So yeah. last week I speculated um, irresponsibly at this point is what I think um, that we were... M- certainly going to get that finished version of the battle between Cad Bane and Boba Fett that was originally planned for season seven of the Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. which you talked about earlier. Um, And that it would come, you know, before the end of the season. But in this week's episode, there's this moment where Cad Bane removes his hat. And he's got the metal plate. And we get a closer look at him. He's got a metal plate on his head. Now, think about that duel, because I know you just watched it a week ago. It was just the one time. Okay. Boba Fett gets shot in the helmet. That's where we get the ding. Right. Cad Bane is shot in the head. Oh, really? With that. So people are wondering and speculating, does that make that duel, even though it was never finished, canon? Yeah. And we that's already happened in the story at some point. The ding's already there. Right. And then he's got a, you know, a plate in his head to correct the damage from mm-hmm. being shot by Boba Fett um, with that. Do you think that battle's already taken place? Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. I was curious as to the the head thing. Um, I didn't remember him getting shot in the head in the um, in the video. Otherwise, I probably would have made that connection. Um, but that's a little disappointing, though. I would really maybe they'll circle back around to it somehow. But there's no way they like make that decision without having thought. Maybe we, you know, they'll they'll show us that story. I. Well, I mean, it sounds, it looks to me like they made the decision that they're not going to show us that story. They, they gave us that moment in this week's episode where he removes the hat because they know how crazy we are as Star Wars fans in this world. And when people see the metal plate, they're immediately going to connect it to what's going to happen, what's happened there. And that answers the question. Okay. That duel already took place. That's how he got that. They may reference it at some point, but I don't think you'll see that actual battle. Do we see Boba Fett and Cad Main have a confrontation at some point? I think that that's very possible. I'm Mm. hoping for it. But at this point, I don't think that we get that being finished off and and shown again. Okay. Even in a flashback sequence. All right. I I don't, I don't think that we, are you disappointed? Yeah, a little bit. Um, But I understand the choice, you know, it happens. They've got to make story choices as to whether it'll fit or not. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. But yeah. Okay, cool. Well, some key takeaways uh, from this week's episode, um, from my perspective, there's a lot more happening with Camino than we previously thought. I want to yeah. understand why Lama Sue and crud, I did it myself. Lama Sue and, and Nala Say. Nala Say, that's it. Uh, Lama Sue and Nala Say are not on the same page here. I want to figure out what's going on. Is there something yep. internal happening there? Um, I think it's going to be a few more episodes before we see Crosshair again. That's so disappointing. He's such a cool character. He was there at the beginning. He's damaged, but it was because it was happening literally immediately following the last episode. It was picking up exactly where it left off um, with that. And now he's in in treatment and they're trying to figure out what to do. It felt like that was reset and we're going to have that sequence where we don't have, we have a few more episodes without Crosshair again. Mm -hmm. And now going back to how we started the segment, it feels like we're back at square one again. The Bad Batch, they got their ship. They're away from the bad guys. They've got Omega. Crosshair doesn't know where to, they're at. Yeah. Are they going back to Sid on Ord Mantell? Are they going to get back they into that? her a little bit in uh, the episode. They did. Are they going back to her? Or, uh, I think it's time. I think it's at this point in the show. This isn't a criticism. This is just where I'm at as a, as a viewer and a fan. Mm. Uh, 
I think it's time for the Bad Batch to find their purpose. Yeah, I, I think that we thought their purpose was going, the purpose of the season was going to be going after and finding Omega. Mm-hmm. That isn't the purpose. I'm fine with that. I just want them to have more purpose than going back to SIDS and eating some uh, Mantel mix and doing another mission. I agree. I want them to, I want the story to take on a bigger. The uh, Mandalorian didn't do bounties the entire, ep- the entire series. He, his story progressed and became more and more impactful. It did. It did. Um, and it's going to it's gonna be different than The Mandalorian. Absolutely. Forward, which is exciting. Right. I like that, but that's the way it is. Um, so I didn't think um, that we expected to see the Bad Batch reunited with Omega as quickly nope. as we did after losing her to Cad Bane. Um, uh, like I said, we thought the sort of the second half of the season would be all the twists and turns of Finder, but we're going to have to wait until um, next Friday to get more clues on that. So... That's all I got to say about that. Uh, I'm the notes in yellow. All right. Um, Well, uh, episode three of Loki is out. Um, We got a lot more information on Lady Loki. I mean, Sylvie. The TVA may not be. She doesn't like that. Yes. uh, The TVA may not be what it seems. And we may have to lament our duo coming next week. Nice. We'll discuss it all in a few. And that's coming up after these ads specifically chosen to create an illusion so Sylvie can secure the information (laughs) she needs. This is Tatooine Sons. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, this is Nate's normal segment to kind of talk about reviews, but he's not here to do it. So um, I'll take it. It's kind of sad um, with that. We didn't get any like Nate truth bombs in that last yeah. segment. Um, he usually that. brings up some crazy cool point. He does. Um, but we do want you to know that you can give us a review. Maybe you should mention BB Nate in the review as a way of, of cheering him up, cheering him up yeah. and, and letting him know how much you missed him on the show. Uh, there's a single place that you can give us all those reviews. It's podchaser.com. Um, it's so much fun to read your feedback on there. Uh, Cam Ray, he did give us the feedback that he promised. Ah, okay. So we can, I guess we're all good now. We're okay. not, we're not going to be like in this weirdness. Yeah. Uh, when we see Black Widow together in a few weeks, yeah, yeah. um, with that, Nate, uh, Sam, you're going to read that out, that, uh, review for us. Please? Yeah. Um, David and his two sons put on one of the best uh, family-friendly pop culture podcasts available. Their episodes are well-organized, their discussions are very thoughtful and engaging, and they always leave you feeling more knowledgeable and eager to dive deeper into whatever topics they touched on. Uh, There are many podcasts out there, but Tatooine Sons is one that should be at the top of your weekly must-listen list. Six stars. Oh, so that's where he was trying to outdo from a certain point of view. (laughs) He said he was going to do it. He said he was going to... It took longer to write than theirs. They just threw up he, they, they didn't put any thought into it is what yeah. he said so, no. we appreciated both of you guys doing that as always awesome. saying thank you whenever you give us a review on podchaser.com uh, we make a donation to one child in your honor one child helps kids that are facing extreme poverty and you can give us a review which is cool right it helps us out it helps people find the show it really does uh, especially through podchaser and then um, it also helps a child um, in poverty and so thank you guys for doing that and um Please give us a review this week. Please, please. Thank you. Please. Be on your guard. There are older and fouler things than orcs in the deep places of the world. All right, then. Keep your secrets. 
There are many magic rings in this world, Bilbo Baggins, and none of them should be used lightly. A, a guy with it right in um in ragnarok loki takes off his helmet and uses oh i didn't it as, realize that as a weapon too yeah like, so hers is broken so what what who that actually is in the comics yeah i know it is so, i'm just curious about that That's yeah awesome. I, I wonder what happened there yeah. so uh episode three of loki's out and so we're going to touch on some of the uh the bigger points of the episode some interesting discussion points um we got to see a lot of sylvie this episode um you know starting off with her getting that information from the TVA agent from the last episode. The hunter that was in, um, that she captured or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she was in that, that rocks card or whatever. And we saw her using in her mind, she made this like false memory to extract her information. I kind of got inception vibes from that. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a false, uh, environment. Um, so she was in there getting the information and what's cool is we learned that the timekeepers are accessible via a golden elevator that goes to the top floor. Is this, is this Willy Wonka or something? Um, but it's it's interesting that we learned how you access these um, timekeepers. Does this does this mess up our theory that the timekeepers are fake, or is this just another don't look behind the the curtain moment? Yeah, another I mean, layer to I the illusion. We did, we never got to the top floor to actually see mm. that these timekeepers exist. You know, you you tell you tell everybody in this in this in the TVA that they're up on the top floor. You don't have access to it. You're not allowed to go up there, but that's how you get there, but that's how you get there. Mm -hmm. So that adds actually to the illusion, Illusion. which is what we're talking about a minute ago. But, um, but that adds to the illusion and the mystique of it. They're on the top floor and, and all of that. I don't think it changes Mm -hmm. anything. Okay. Um, it seems like we're getting more indications that Sylvie really is a variant of Loki and not enchantress herself. Um, in some recent merchandise, she is named, um, Sylvie, Laufen daughter, um, like Loki, Laufen's son. Um, but the word enchant is thrown around a lot this episode. A lot. lot. And absolutely on purpose. Um, it could be that Marvel is kind of mashing multiple things together to create a recognizable yet fresh character. They've done this before. They bring in elements from different comics. Um, what do you think? Is she truly a Loki variant or is she something else? Could she be a variant, but they're using this as a way to bring in the enchantress character into play? That's a tough question. I I want to err on the side of the comic books and Sylvie being a different character. Mm -hmm. But then they call her Lady Loki all throughout. You know, the TVA thinks she's a variant of Loki, all of this. So it feels like time signature of Loki. And it does. It feels like they're match mashing them together on that. I'm just I'm thrown off by the Sylvie stuff. I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess it feels probably like it's going to be, it's going to be more of a mashup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to use the variant version of Loki to bring in the enchantress character um, in a way, which I don't mind. Uh, it, you know, this, the, the MCU does have to keep things fresh. They can't just go straight from comics. Otherwise everything's predictable and boring. Um, so I don't mind them bringing you in it in that way, but some indication as to what the heck's going on here, a little bit more clarification would, uh, would help. Um, we got to see a really intimate moment between Loki and Sylvie on the train. Some people mentioned that that whole sequence kind of feels like Snowpiercer, like the rich. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Well, it's like rich people on a train to avoid, um, like the end of the world. And oh, stuff. really? Okay. Yeah, very similar to that. The opulent and things like that. Also, I kind of got Hunger Game vibes too. Um, <laughs> but you know, they're they're sitting there uh, in the table waiting to get to the Ark, um, and so you know, naturally they they end up talking, and and the two talk about um, love and, and things of that nature. And uh, it's funny because there's one part that sort of pokes fun at the line from WandaVision. Uh, Sylvie says, you know, maybe love is hate, to which Loki responds, should probably remember that. What is it? Love is, uh, which he, the line he's <laughs> thinking of is when Vision says to Wanda, what is grief, if not love, persevering? Um, so it's kind of... I hadn't made that connection. I heard uh, that. Or oh, heard, or another that. interesting thing about Sylvie is that um, later on in the comics, she becomes a part of the Young Avengers, 
where Bobby and Timmy um, Maximoff are members. Okay. So they could be bringing in more connections to those characters and this young... Like a younger version of Sylvie y- could be in that. Right, or, or something to that effect. So they're, they're, there's more connections there. Um, they're tying in the TV shows. Um, but, you know, they're really going to great lengths to kind of show us a, a really human side to these quote-unquote villains, right? I mean, we got to remember, this is the Loki from Avengers. The dude's messed up, and Sylvie, we can presume she's kind of messed up, but they're really taking time to show us this intimate side to the characters. Uh, do you think that there's a chance for redemption to these two? And what do you think about them exploring these sides of the characters? I I think that both of them could be good uh, good guys or or could be redeemed. I, I, I don't think you'll ever see Loki, either version, a lady Loki or a or our, our more traditional Loki. I don't think you'll ever see them good guys. They're okay? going to be the anti. They're going to be Loki, right? You're going to they, they we we've talked about it previously on episodes. Loki progresses in the main timeline to where he becomes somewhat of a good guy, but he's he's still a backstab. You still don't trust him. I mean, he 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 was literally about to backstab Thanos. You know, that's not a a very right cow- a courageous move. But at the same time, I do think that um, they're trying to make these two characters not the bad guy mm-hmm. at this point. And so I think that it could be a lot of fun um, with that. Yeah, it's it's kind of giving me a, a Ben Solo feels or, or vibes from like Rise of Skywalker. You know, he was he was the bad guy. He was going to be the main villain. But eventually they took t- the time to show us his character, flesh it out. And he was eventually uh, redeemed at the end there. So I don't mind that, but I do agree with you. I think they're still going to be their mischievous selves at the end there. But, um, do you think that they're maybe doing this to, in order to bring them back into the story to become main characters that we'll see through, you know, a, a, a while in the future? You, you, do you think their stories are going to end here in this series? I, um, I'm going to speculate irresponsibly, Uh-oh. um, right now and suggest that, the Tom Hiddleston version of Loki is going to end in this series mm. and that Lady Loki, Sylvie, whoever she is, is going to continue forward in phase four as the as the Loki, Loki character going forward. Or Enchantress character. And it's, it seems to me like there could be a, um, a sacrifice arc mm. in this. Remember, our main Loki has not... S- he did not experience that redemption arc that we see in, 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 uh, end game or right. infinity war. Mm-hmm. It was the beginning of infinity. War, uh, yes. Infinity uh, war. Uh, with that, but he's seen it as watching it in the TVA in the main timeline, right? He mm-hmm. watched that main timeline, Right. So that's, that's what his, that is, remember the episode was called glorious purpose. Mm-hmm. He's seeing that that was his glorious purpose and he actually missed it because of all of this. And so I feel like he wants to live out and he's going to be put in a position where he's going to live out his glorious purpose. And that glorious purpose is going to be sacrifice himself in order to save Sylvie and for Sylvie to be able to go on in some way, probably because I still think the TVA is a scam. I think that the timekeepers are, are the, the wizard behind the curtain Mm -hmm. type thing. And I think that they're the bad guys in this. Okay. And so when that all comes out, Loki sacrifices himself to save Sylvie so Sylvie can defeat him. Yeah, them. Loki wants to be a good person in a way. Uh, I saw this this um, thing on Facebook uh, by this kind of psychologist. He saw, it was, I think in like the, the second episode when they're trying to find this variant, he's all excited. Loki's all excited when he's doing the salad analogy and stuff. And he gets really excited. And, and someone mentioned like, this is actually the behavior that a lot of like neglected kids show when they get excited about something. You know, if they've been quote unquote bad for a while, but they're given something to be good at and to express themselves mm. from. They take it and they run with it and they get really excited. And hmm. you see that in his face because he's given an outlet to be good at. And I think that's a really cool uh, thing to bring in with this character. Um, it shows that's awesome. that it may, may not be he's inherently bad. It's just he was told he was bad for a while. I mean, he was lied to as well, not in, entirely, but like he's been told he's the God of mischief for a while. And he's, you know, a frost giant and generally the frost giants are thought as bad. So in a way he's behaved badly. I'm not saying that that's entirely why he is this way, but it certainly probably contributed to his thought process of things. I think that, uh, what the Loki is realizing that while being lied to about who he was by Odin, Mm. 
was probably a mistake by Odin. Right. He had a good life. That's very true. Yeah. And I think that the conversation with Sylvie, where he's realizing she's been running from the timekeeper since she was a little girl. She Mm -hmm. doesn't remember. Did you get some return of the Jedi vibes when they were having that conversation? She's like talking about remembering her mother and just glimpses of images. And I was like, Holy cow. That's classic return of the Jedi stuff. But he's saying, wait a second. I was all frustrated and angry and bitter and, and turned dark because of that. And he had a right to be upset, but not, but not, maybe his life wasn't as bad. It's, you know, we, we joked it's, about it after the first episode. Um, was it, was it, we were talking about it's a glorious life or it's a wonderful life. It's a horrible that's life. That's the first one. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a horrible life. It's a horrible life. Um, with that, maybe it wasn't so horrible is the right. idea. Yeah. Um, with that. And he, he, he was making his own mistakes. Mm. So, um, so it, it's kind of tough to tell at this point. Maybe you got in a different impression from the episode. Um, it's tough to tell if Loki still wants to help Sylvie with taking over the TVA or not. Um, you know, we had mentioned uh, in our episode last week, we we speculated as to whether he jumped through that portal either to stop her or to continue the mission of taking over the TVA. It's tough to tell in this episode. What do you think he's he's doing? I think that he jumped through the portal because he's intrigued by her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he got to the TVA and was willing to work alongside her to help do what they were doing. And that's that moment where he's offering to help her and he accuses her of, uh, of lacking vision um, right. with that. But then at this point in the story, when the episode ends, I think he's fully on board with her. Mm. And I think that that here's another piece of speculation. I think that's all by design. I don't think that lamentus is real. Ah, you're okay. I yep. think that we see those sequences at the beginning we talked about with the, with the hunter where they were drinking the margaritas mm-hmm. and she was trying mm-hmm. to get information. She was creating the illusion, the inception type stuff right. with that. We see that take place so that when later we find out in the next episode that Lamentus is a fraud, it's an mm-hmm. illusion, mm-hmm. that it's not it's not jarring. It's like, oh my gosh, we should have noticed that. Yeah, I saw a theory um, as I was researching this by some Redditor, so you know it's 100%. Well, if it's Redditor. on Reddit, it's true. Um, but, so. you know, the, the idea was that the whole episode was nothing more than an illusion projected by Sylvie to get into Loki's head, like you mentioned. Um she, you know, she revealed while talking to Loki throughout the episode that to, in order to get into someone's mind, you know, someone's strong mind, she has to put them in a uh, situation where they have to trust her. What more trusting situation than you're about to get crushed by a planet? It's an apocalypse taking place and we have to save ourselves. Right, right. So, you know, th- we, we see them building that tr- trustful relationship here. And another clue is the word lamentus literally translates from the Latin to the mind. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't realize that. I mean, it is in comics. This this Lamentous thing is in comics, but the word does translate to the mind. Do you think that from the time they got to Lamentous, that that was when the illusion began? Or that the illusion began after the train sequence where he's drinking and, that, and it's like a dream and mm. suddenly... That that's when it took place because that's when the device gets destroyed after that. And so the device being destroyed is probably, uh, what do you think about that? No, I think the entire excursion there is a illusion. Um, Because, you know, uh, why would she provide the illusion if there's no way for them to get off the planet? So I think what happened is while they were in the TVA, and they were fighting and stuff. She controlled his mind or whatever. They dropped and she created that whole illusion to get his trust. What about this? This is where I'm going. This okay. I, I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm amending my theory. And this is what okay. happened. Okay. Okay. I'm claiming it. Put it, mark it. Name it, claim it. Is it that down. what we're doing here? Right now, this is what happened. Okay. They get to Lamentus. Mm-hmm. He's asking her about the mind stuff and how she does it. That's when she explains all of this. And he's right. like, you learned that all yourself. And she's teaching him. She's explaining it. She falls asleep on the train. Okay. When she wakes up, he's drunk and dancing and all of this. He's got the like violin player. He's the one creating the illusion now. He figured it out. He's using it on her at this point in order to control everything. That would make more sense because I was also I was trying to think as I was reading this theory. I'm like, why does she need to get into his mind? What information does he have that she could 
use. You know, it makes sense to get to the to the agent. She's got to figure out where the timekeepers are, but she has no real reason to. What does she need from this Loki? It does make sense for the other Loki, to which would make this. this a lot more fun if yes. Loki's been the one that twisted it. There, I agree. I like that, and that would prove that he's the more powerful variant at that point. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I like that a lot. All right, that's what's happening. Um, okay, sounds good. I've like decided. It. Um, another thing we learned is that everyone in the TVA, all of the agents, were past variants. Um, they were not actually created by the timekeepers as Miss Minutes and Mobius claim. How does this change things? And does this mean that maybe our Loki variant could actually become an agent for the TVA? Well, if one of them gets killed, what is that? Is that what happens with the resets? That's what I'm wondering about is when they reset them, like the pruning thing, when they prune them, we think that they were killed, right? Right. What if they're not? What if they're reset? And they're sent and they become TVA agents, which explains why huh. Mobius has memories from the past and, the and all of that, thing, yeah. that type of stuff or, or seems to have this. It, it, we would think it's memories from the past now. But um, I think that the, the whole thing with the these people being deceived, everything is a lie. At the TVA. So you don't think Mobius is lying. You think he genuinely. Believes oh, I he think he created. totally believes it. Mm. I think that he's he's been brainwashed like everybody else. I think Judge Renslayer knows what's going on. Yeah. But I think that everybody and I think Judge Renslayer is working for Kang. Um, and that's where this whole And this thing is how he's controlling the timeline. Yep. Hmm. So everybody is is brainwashed and then this. Mephisto shows up. Oh, yes, because you so. gotta have a Mephisto theory. Um, so everybody is brainwashed into thinking that they were created by the timekeepers. The timekeepers are not real. Renslayer has this all set up. She's doing this for Kang in order for Kang to control the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Now that the timeline's completely screwed up, it's going to reveal, or, or Kang's plan is going to unravel. And We're so we have begins, a multiverse of madness. And so begins the next phase of the MCU. Yep. Ooh. We, we just we, we just, just unlocked the phase four bam. of the MCU. See, right it here. takes two of us though to get one truth bomb that Nathan would come up with. <laughs> That's exactly. Nate would so. have been like, he's like tech, right? <laughs> he's like, well, he's you like, guys didn't figure this out already. already? Didn't already know this, right? right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, sadly, we're already halfway through the series. Um, but if the second half is anything like the first, we should be ready to see some pretty amazing stuff. And with our theories, I, I think it can be a lot of fun. I think, I think we're, um, I think we're on the nose. Um, there's still lots of loose ends to tie up though. So be sure to stay tuned to see what happens. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else? Sam, this is you. It's all we're all it's, off. It's, it's, <laughs> we're all off this week. It's, uh, you guys love us. We don't care. Yeah, I so. mean, there was a new trailer for Shang Chi. Yeah, that came out. What would you think about that? I think it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a great martial arts film, but I did not get the Marvel feel from it, which is weird because usually I get Marvel feels from things, but this feels very different um, because it is along those mar- uh, martial arts. Maybe they can bring it in more. They did bring in Abomination there, which is cool. I, They're finally referencing that again. I think that it's. I understand where you're coming from to an extent, but I did get that Marvel feel watching it. And I did because you see magic, you see dragons, you see abomination, you see the 10 rings, um, the 10 rings, which I'm still disappointed. They haven't brought back in the man, the the actual Mandarin. It could happen. It could happen. Maybe his dad is the Mandarin. His, his name's like Wen Wu or something. But the Mandarin is a title. Okay. All right. So, um, well, we may find that out. Um, we had, was it Wong was with the, with abomination. Uh, in that ring yeah like from, from Doctor Strange yeah oh I didn't see that yeah there he is I've, I've had the picture actually up right now in the oh, in the ring really okay yeah interesting that's another t- I like that another tie yeah that is totally him so, He's about to- so now you're bringing in you got Abomination from the old Hulk you got stuff. Doctor Strange you got Doctor Strange stuff they can bring in, in some here. Iron Man connections to an extent with the Ten with the Mandarin thing. yeah uh, like the idea. I also so, like how they changed the ten rings, so they're not actual like finger rings. They're like the arm. Yeah, ones. it's cool. a cool twist. I it like that. It is a cool twist. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, we got our first glimpse of the new super suits for Shazam. Yeah, go powering and a new like um, the Mary from Shazam. It's a different actress. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Uh, no. Anyway, 
Anyway. Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited for it. I I love it. I mean, they they kind of taken the sort of the over stuffed padding shirt stuff out of them, <laughs> and and it's a little more natural. Um, yeah, I mean, we we saw Shazam already. We saw Zachary Levi's uh, Shazam costume before this, but uh, now we see the rest of them. It looks a lot. Yeah, and I'm glad it's going to be the whole team. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. So I'll um, do it. Well, thanks for uh, listening to Tattooing Sons of Pop Culture podcast. If you had a good time listening, um, please uh, share this with your friends on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't know if you just want to use smoke signals, you can do that. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Um, and of course, this show is only a small part of the Tatooine Sons world. So be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, like Dad said. Well, if you and, yeah. um, and then share it and share it. And uh, we're still working on it, but eventually you can uh, get it up. All the latest pop culture news on TatooineSons.com. Yeah, and don't forget to follow the show on your podcast app uh, so you don't miss our next episode. Um, And then again, remember, if you drop us a review on Podchaser, we're going to make a donation in your honor to one child, and that will help a child living in extreme poverty. So please um, take 30 seconds to make an impact on a child's life. That would mean the world to us. Um, and then make sure you join us next week. We're going to give our reactions to the next Bad Batch episode. Sam's going to give us a preview or an, a, a review episode of, of episode four of Loki. BB Nate will be back and he will give us his full review without being in pain. Couldn't <laughs> let it, There was no way I was going to ask him to try to describe his enthusiasm over the long Halloween, fully <laughs> medicated and swollen to where he can't I even imagine the headphones mouth. wouldn't feel good on his yeah, cheeks Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, so he's not doing that. He'll come back next week and do that. Uh, next week on Thursday night, July 1st, I'll be doing Pop Culture Trivia Challenge at the Island Wings Company in Just Daphne. go for, for the ranch. Their ranch is amazing and too. Their wings. Yeah, so come on out if you're in the lower Alabama area, come yeah. out and, and see us on that. So... Uh, anything else you want to say? May the force be with you. <laughs> I'll say it for BB Nate. May the force be with you. May the force be with you always. This party's over. I like that Wookiee. Don't get technical with me. Join, please. Yep, yep. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.